This is Faith. And this is Addie. And you're listening to Mama Bear Connects. Hello, Addie. Hi, Mom. How are you? I'm tired. No, you're not. I am. You don't know me. <laughs> you don't know. Um, I'm not tired. I'm actually quite hyped this morning. Whoop, whoop. For whoop, why? Whoop. I don't know. I think I slept really good last night. I, I didn't have any nightmares. <gasps> Yay. I don't think I did anyways. I have a um, body soreness. Um, yeah, me too. We went to the gym yesterday. We rocked it out. And I think I'm never going to be not sore. <laughs> I can't walk. My legs hurt so bad. <laughs> yeah, we, we were pretty intense yesterday. Ran. Addie ran a mile and a half. I ran a mile. And then we did <clears throat> some ab stuff and some kettlebell swings and some leg squats. Stuff. So we kind of did a whole body workout thing, and we're both feeling it today. And that's kind of scary because you usually get more sore like 24 hours after. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> so we may be a, a lot more sore. But we're going to go sit in a hot tub for a while. I almost just fell off the chair. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, sorry again. <clears throat> I got a bubble in my throat uh, that we kind of let everybody um, hanging um, since the 1st of December. I had two of my beloved ladies in my life. Both were very strong mentors in my life. Um, passed away. Uh, one was on the 25th of November. And then the other one... The 9th of December. So, um, what? Nothing. <laughs> uh, so, I kind of have fallen off the wagon of coping in life. So, we figure that today we need to talk about coping skills and the importance of coping skills um, and how to utilize them in situations where you're grieving. Um, Grief is powerful. Um, yeah, it's a hard thing um, to process and to get through. And you're shaking the whole table. Sorry. <laughs> Addie's over here twitching her leg around. And I always jitter my legs. I can't jitter. Sit still. I always jitter my legs. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. It hurts. Um, so we really wanted to talk a lot about that and um, hopefully help other people if you're going through a grieving stage um, that you, you'll have some tools to get you through grieving. We've been through a lot of grief in our life. Um, as you guys that have listened to our previous podcasts know, we've gone through a lot of suicide loss and um so this, this has been different for me. I like losing our friends has been very hard. Um, but losing these two mentors in my life has been like very difficult for me. And it's been interesting to kind of go through this process of 
grieving and confusion and frustration and anger and my self-care has been lacking big time. I have noticed over the last couple of weeks since Patty passed away in November, I have lost a little more than 10 pounds um, just due to not taking care of myself, not eating well, not drinking water like I should. Um, so that I'm trying to be more aware of. It's just hard because I don't feel good. Like my stomach just hurts all the time. So it's hard to want to eat, but I know I need to eat. So what's something that you've done to help with that? Um, I haven't really started, like I'm trying to be more aware of it, but what's something you could do? Thank you. That's a better question. Um, I was thinking of either setting like a timer or not a timer, but like an alarm to remind me to drink water, drink water or eat, eat food, have a snack. Yes. Um, get up and move around. Yes. And that's one, like I literally at work, there was a day on, I think it was the 16th. I sat at work at my desk for almost 12 hours straight without moving. <laughs> I only got up twice, um, which clearly is not good and or healthy. So there are a lot of things that I'm recognizing, which I think I'm grateful that I'm now recognizing that it's a problem and that I need to improve in that area. Um, I've also been like very closed off, just kind of wanting to be with myself <clears throat> a lot lately, which has been hard for my family because I'm not normally like that. So it's been really difficult because I just, I don't know how to process how I'm feeling right now. Um, so yeah. What are your thoughts? Oh, do you know what we forgot? Hmm. Our highlight of the week. Hmm. I don't know what mine was. Christmas? Yeah. And laughing with Tyson's family. Mm -hmm. That was really fun. Yeah. My highlight. Uh, yesterday. Oh my gosh, yes. Yesterday was real fun, Yesterday too. was a good day. We went, went to, to the, the gym, gym and um, did this water massage bed thing. Yeah, water massage, and we tanned for a little bit, just, just enough to get the sunlight on us. We're hoping that it's going to help kind of with the seasonal depression funk that we've mm -hmm. been in. Um, and uh, we went and had pho with... My love. I had um, rice, fried rice and egg rolls mm -hmm. off the kids' meal <laughs> menu. Yeah. You're right. Kids' meal menu. <laughs> um, and we just laughed a lot yesterday. Oh, yeah. We were really goofy at the gym. I'm sure people thought that we were just a wild pair because we were dancing on the, the treadmill. Yeah. Surprised we didn't <laughs> fall off. <laughs> It was really fun. Like yesterday was a really good day. And During the water massage, it it felt so funny to me at first. So I was just laughing. I don't know if you heard me. Yeah, laughing. I heard you. 
And then in the tanning bed thing, I got so scared because when the light turned off for me to be done, I literally gasped because it went dark and cold and it scared <laughs> me so bad. She was afraid she was going to get stuck in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but she didn't. Mm-mm. So yay for that. And hopefully we're, we're really hoping that tanning, we have a happy light. If you guys don't know what a happy light is, um, it's also, I think called a sad lamp or something, but it's sad as that's like the whole opposite of a well, happy it's light. an acronym. Acronym? Antonym. Antonym. It's seasonal Wait. something depression. Seasonal agi- seasonal agitated depression lamp. So it's like, what is that called? An acronym. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. For some reason, I was thinking like synonym and ant- antonym. Is that what it's uh-huh. called? Yeah. I said anonym because synonym and anonym. Synonym. I'll stop talking. Um, so if you guys uh, struggle yourselves with seasonal depression, we have had our happy lamp for a while now, um, and we just turn it on while we're in the kitchen and while we're cooking, where while we're just doing kinda, homework, yeah, doing homework, hanging out. Uh, it's been helpful, but we really think that going and just feeling the heat from the sunlight—I say in quotes—will <laughs> um, be even more beneficial for us. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was my highlight. Mm-hmm. Of the last couple weeks. And we had sure. a dance party. Yeah. And we got some funny looks from people driving by. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was good. That was fun. We like to do that in the car. Um. So, yeah. So, we want to talk about coping mechanisms, different coping skills. I almost said squills. <laughs> coping squeals. Coping squeals. Um, <laughs> that hopefully I mean, will help everybody. Sometimes it does help just to scream. <laughs> um, oh, boy. Okay. <clears throat> so let's start with, um, Addie, what's a coping skill that you use to help you on your bad day? Screaming. <laughs> That's true. Addie will randomly scream just very randomly. She'll all the time. Scream. And we all get a little confused for a minute and then we're oh, fine. She's just having a bad day. Yeah. Or I play basketball. I think I brought up how I made the basketball team. Yes. And we got a basketball hoop, so that's awesome. Mm. So that'll be fun. Or I, put that up. Yeah. Or not today though. It's snowing. Ugh. Disgusting. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Or I just call people, or I cuddle. I'm definitely a cuddler. Mm-hmm. Cuddling is just the best. It really is. But if you're not a physical touchy person, <laughs> then, I mean, like, just sitting with someone, that's that works too. Yeah. And, and having, like, eye contact with a person is really helpful. Yep. Just Be- play the staring game. Yeah. This is fun. Ugh. Um, so one thing that I have been doing myself personally is coloring myself. Myself. I like to color. Um, I've been coloring. I've been painting. I have been listening to music like nonstop. I don't go a day without 
listening to music. Yeah. Like, my phone will die just because I have Spotify playing all day. Mm-hmm. Literally all day. There's music playing in my room right now. I yeah. guarantee it. <laughs> I'm not even in there. Um. <clears throat> so, yeah, there's – those are the ones that I've been going to the most um, to help me get through my bad days. Um. Addie and I are Operation Cancuning, so oh yeah, exercise is going to be a big. Uh, might want to explain. Operation. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be traveling to Cancun <laughs> in the summer. So Addie I'm and I are excited. gonna get our bodies ready for bikinis. Oh yeah, <laughs> except everybody's. Everybody's body is Everybody's a bikini body. body. That's true. If you can wear a bikini, boom, bikini body. Love yourself. Hashtag self-respect. Woo-hoo. That is very true. Yes. We just want to be looking toned. Booties looking tight. <laughs> <laughs> Booties looking tight. <laughs> yep, that. That's what we want. Um <laughs> Yeah, so that's our Operation Cancuning. So exercise is going to be a big, big, big part. And happy foods, like eat, like feel good foods, you know? Like healthy foods? Yeah. So, and like, obviously a pint of ice cream every now. Grocery shopping. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> hint, hint. Wink, wink. I have ice cream in the freezer. Yeah. Rocky Road. Mm-hmm. Best. And that's one thing, like, since Patty passed away, I have not been eating. Like really any junk food at all. Yeah. Like my at my work they have Kit Kats and I haven't even eaten any Kit Kats. Excuse me, bring me some. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, it's been crazy. Like I don't want any junk food. I say that as I ate orange sticks for breakfast. I was about to say. They're sitting right there. <laughs> but that was like the first candy I've had in And that's good. A long time. So candy's good. Just in good amounts. Yeah. With moderation. Yeah. Um, cause chocolate <laughs> actually does release hormones that make you happy. Did Endorphins. You know did you know that? I did. That's freaking chocolate's so amazing. I know. Thank you, Willy Wonka. <laughs> <laughs> Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka. Oompa, oompa. <laughs> um, one really fantastic coping skill that Addie and I love and utilize as often as we can Laughing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Addie was looking at me like, finish your sentence. <laughs> um, so this morning I was opening the cupboard and I thought that I had the <laughs> other door to the cupboard and I didn't. And I almost whacked myself in the head. So. And then she choked on her water. Yeah. So it was good. So we enjoy our laugh time. Laughing is just so good. Except right now I just kind of don't want to because it hurts my abs. Right. <laughs> and our... Um, the lady who helped us at the gym yesterday. She was so sweet. <laughs> so adorable. She was so cute. Mm-hmm. And um, she had mentioned how she loved our energy. Yeah. And how fun we were. And she said we were hype. Yeah. Make me feel good. Yeah. And I really appreciated that because that's what I want. I want people to mm-hmm. view us as fun, happy people. Yeah. And yeah. So shout out to the – I didn't – do you know her I name? don't know her name. I don't know your name. You were And that was though. her last day working. Yeah. What was her name? Let's uh, see. If well, I can she find was her. really pretty. And she tans good too. Yeah, she has <laughs> she crazy was, ridiculous tan skin. She was 
making me sure that I wouldn't get stuck. And then when I came out, she said I looked pink and adorable and made me really happy. Okay, another thing that I like to do is um, just take a bath with candles. Yes. Yummy smelling soap. Yes. Oh, so nice. Or baking. Baking is, I don't know, when I'm really sad, I like bake the whole house. Yeah. Including the doors and windows. Oh, that's that's a little intense. Do you remember those cookies? Yes, I do. Door and cookie. I mean, cookie and win- door and window cookies. Door and window cookies? What does that even mean? I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to make a joke, but I kind of can't. I kind of can't. Um, hugs are the best. Mm-hmm. We're just talking. Punching a pillow. My aunt actually gave me a pillow just to punch. And I really, I utilize it. Aubrey was her name. Her name's Aubrey? Yes. Wait. Aubriella. Aubriella. That is so pretty. Yeah, she was super adorable, and we appreciate you telling us that we're fun. In hype. In hype. We really do. And uh, we hope we we hope we hope that you traveled safely to your destination and that you I don't enjoyed. think she traveled yet. She said she, she was leaving soon. Oh. So by the time she listens to this, unless she binge listens, then. anyways ramble 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 um painting your nails that's one thing my sister does uh she paints her nails and um it helps keep her mind off things and uh she just recently got herself a wii oh yeah so she can play video games and stuff like that just dance so that could be a good um mental stimulator in a positive way as long as it's like in moderation you're not like completely zoned out so another thing i do is drink water to cope Hmm. because you don't have time to be sad if you're peeing all the time (laughs) and you stay hydrated that's true so in a nice cold glass of water or people who don't like cold water that really helps. It makes you feel refreshed and nice. So yes, that's something I like to do. Um, <clears throat> playing outside. I know that like adults, and I think I said this in my podcast a couple of episodes ago yeah. uh, about just adults not allowing themselves to have fun to have and their play. inner child come out. And so, like jumping on a trampoline in a rainstorm or running and jumping in puddles, like. Do things that are... Dance in the rain. Oh. Yeah, dance in the rain. Not right now because it's snowing. raining snowflakes. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like adults are allowed and even teenagers are allowed to have fun. Yeah, and on Halloween, actually, there were a lot of people telling me they were asking my age before giving me candy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm only... I'm still... A kid. Yeah. Like, does it matter? It doesn't matter. It's a holiday. Everybody deserves to celebrate it. <sighs> that made me sad, though. Yeah. Yeah. People just need to realize and recognize that, like, teens that are out trick-or-treating aren't staying at some party getting drunk or getting high or 
vandalizing houses. Vandalizing houses. Like they're out still being youth-like and like support that, honor that, love that because it's important. Yeah, they're being safe. They're being safe. They're having fun and they're enjoying being kids. Like yeah. I go trick-or-treating sometimes with yeah. Addie. Like she puts a mask on. She's <clears throat> small enough. Yeah, I'm little. So I'm taller than her. Very much taller than her. Not very much. Like two inches. Three. Maybe four. Mm, probably four. We'll measure. Okay. Um, right now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> One moment while we go measure ourselves. Um, cleaning. Cleaning. That is another good one. Oh, my gosh. I hate cleaning. I hate folding laundry, but it's a good step away from my thoughts. If Okay. One thing that happens, and probably with a lot of people, is that if they get deep down into their sadness, they forget to clean. They forget to take care of themselves and their room. Like even just taking a shower, cleaning yourself. And just if your room gets messy, it always feels nice to clean it up. And having a clean space will help you feel better. I know that because if I'm sad, I clean everything. Yeah. Yeah, that is definitely one thing that I am struggling with is keeping my space clean. Um, I've been doing an okay job upstairs trying to clean every day, but not. I mean, like every Sunday I've been trying to keep it clean, but it doesn't ever stay clean. So um, use a fidget spinner. I actually just got the coolest pen ever. Does it have a fidget spinner on it? Yes. Like oh. on the clicker, there's a fidget spinner. <laughs> so I just hold my pen and just spin the fidget spinner all day long. I get in trouble because I click my pens. Maybe you class. need a fidget spinner. I'm like, <laughs> no, actually Tyson gave me a fidget cube. Oh, cool. It's like has buttons you can press, like yeah. a turny thingy. Mm -hmm. And yeah, now I don't get in trouble as much. That's good. <laughs> I was just twitching my leg. Jittering it. Jittering my leg. Um, we are going to take a quick break so that we can give a word to our awesome sponsor, Anchor.fm. And um, we will be right back. All right. We are back. So... Um, <laughs> I was going to say something. Oh, go ahead. I don't know what I was going to say. That's oh. why I froze. <laughs> That's fabulous. So um, over the next couple of weeks. <laughs> I just smacked Sophie on accident. Oh, she's smiling at you. It's fine. <laughs> um, over the next couple of weeks, uh, we are going to be working out and going to the gym and Operation Ken Cooning. Woo woo. Um, Freaking pumped. So excited. It's going to be so rad. Uh, we got to get strong for zip lining and adventure courses. Adventure courses. And fighting off sharks. Just kidding. And alligators. Hopefully not. <laughs> so excited. Um, so, another thing that I've been doing to help cope with the loss of Patty. <clears throat> is just keeping in touch with her kids mm -hmm. and her husband and just ensuring that they're doing okay. Um, because I know if I'm having a hard time like this, then they've got to really be having 
a lot harder time than I am because it was their blood mom. So I've been trying really hard to keep up with checking on them. And I'm actually going to be going back to Oregon in February so that I can celebrate their Colton's little Addie's first <laughs> birthday. <laughs> I'm so excited. She's so cute and I can't handle it. Um, <clears throat> so I'm excited for that. That's going to be yeah. really good. So, and I hope that it's going to like kind of replace the sad memory of going there for the funeral with more positive. Yeah. Fun Memories. memory. Um, and I like her kids, I babysat and took care of, and I was literally the only person Patty would let babysit her kids. So, mm. um, so yeah, so it's fun to see them as adults and get to love on them and, check up on them and cheer them on as they're going through their life as adults. So that is another thing I've been doing to help cope with this. Um, hugs are always good. Oh, you did? Yeah. Addie, I guess, already said that. I don't remember her saying You that. were looking for Abriella. Oh. Well, I enjoy hugs, too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, writing in a journal, my therapist um, gave me a challenge to write down my gratitude stuff each day. I've not been doing that. Mom. But I have at night when I'm going to bed, I like run through a couple of things that I'm grateful for for each day. So I need to get better at that because I definitely need to write out my gratitude. Um, fun fact, I painted my lion a year ago. What? It's been a year that I did that. I just had deja vu from a dream. I think I painted in my dream. Hmm. Excuse you. I did not. It was my phone. <laughs> um, close your eyes. Another thing what? that... <laughs> that was one of them. Oh. Close your eyes. Uh, one of the other things that my therapist has me do is an EMDR therapy where I kind of go into my safe space, <clears throat> which is the ocean, floating in the ocean on my back and just feeling the waves kind of move against my skin and all of the things. And so that has been really helpful. I've been having a lot of nightmares lately. And so that's one way that I'm able to get out of that fear of my nightmare. Um, trying to work through childhood traumas and stuff has not been easy. <laughs> and uh, so it's bringing up a lot of nightmares. So, But you're getting help with it. Yes. And so um, that EMDR skill that I have now um, definitely helps a lot. Going to a therapist if you need to, or getting on medication, or getting your medication increased, or switched, or whatever, like lowered even, yeah, even lowered if you feel like it's too much. Um, that's a good, healthy way of coping. Like mm -hmm. you recognize that something's not working the way it should, or um. You need help with learning how to cope. I didn't really ever learn how to cope as a kid. And so my therapist is helping me do that. Um, at the meeting that we went to a couple of weeks ago for the suicide awareness 
thing. The man who had spoke had said that if you are on medication, therapy goes hand in hand with that um, to help the successfulness of the medication helping Mm you. Uh, So that's... And uh, he said something about if you are struggling to find a therapist that you fit well with, if you talk to the receptionist first about... um, you're what you're going through, they know that the receptionist, they know um, the therapist better than you because you've never met them. So they'll be able to help you find one that you'd fit with. So it's less trial and error with therapists and getting frustrated and resharing your story over and over again, because I know that can get very frustrating and annoying and hard. Yeah. Because going over it so many times, it feels more like it's not helping and it's yeah so just having the resources available to you and using it mm-hmm. to f- get the right therapist and if you don't fit well with them don't worry there's lots of other therapists so it's you're probably not going to match with the first one mm-hmm. but yeah it takes time and once you meet them it's wonderful and you get the help you need yes and there's no shame in it, everybody. Yeah, like, it's just like going to the doctor. Yeah. And I, when Addie had first gotten on medication earlier this year, it was right after my husband had his blood clots. And we had to help her see that medication for her is life-saving, just like blood thinners is for my husband. Um, it's life-saving. Medication is there <laughs> as a lifesaver. And although here in America, it's freaking expensive if you have a high deductible insurance plan. I forgot the word. Um, it's still worth it. And it's definitely important. Yeah. And um, when I first started getting on medication that was prescribed to me, um, I was upset with myself because I hated, like, I thought of it as relying on a little pill to make me happy. And it really upset me. It made me think my brain was dumb for not producing enough happy hormones or whatever. And then I realized, like, it's just an imbalance of hormones. Mm -hmm. And the medicine was there to help me. And so I stopped seeing it so negatively. Like, there's still sometimes I get mad about it. But it's helping. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's really, it's really not a big deal. If you're getting the help you need, then that's all that matters is that you're okay. Yep. And they're like, if you have trusted person in your life that you can reach out to, to talk to and work through things, utilize them. Yeah, definitely. They're like, it's hard because you know. In your mind, you know if you say it out loud, whatever it is, whether you're having suicidal ideation or if you're really sad and you don't understand why, like in your head, if you say it out loud, that makes it real. Um, For me anyways, that's how it was. Like I had a couple of like a month and a half-ish ago, I had just randomly had a thought of like, my work is right by a lake. And so I thought, I wonder how cold the water is. And like, it wasn't that I wanted to do it and I didn't want to get in the water, but it scared me that I had that thought of like, 
what would that be like? Um, and so I reached out to my sister because that scared me. I didn't want to be thinking that way and saying out loud that suicidal ideation is terrifying because it scares you. It's scary. And like, I love my life. Mm -hmm. I love being here. I don't want to die, but in that state of mind, it's so quick and like one quick decision can change everybody's life. Yeah. Um, not just your own. And I feel like a lot of the time that people consider suicide or even commit suicide is they want the pain to stop, not mm-hmm. necessarily their life. Yes. But they don't understand that both will end. Mm-hmm. And not even like the pain because it spreads on to other people. And it's just, yeah, it's hard. Yeah. That was one statistic the guy went through with suicide awareness um, that was crazy to me because we've shared statistics before in our suicide podcast uh, <clears throat> um, about it. But that was for adults, what we shared. I did not realize that. And so when he said for every one teenager that is successful, 150 to 200 teenagers attempt. Yeah. Which is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Like that is scary, especially since we have three suicides locally in our community. That was up to 600 kids yeah. that have attempted. That is so scary. And um, another thing he brought up that I felt was very important was that people see these teen suicides and they say, oh, these teens, these teens, these teens, but then people aren't recognizing that there are adults taking their lives that these teens are looking up to. Mm -hmm. And they think, oh, well, if they can't cope with it, then I can't. How could I? I'm younger than them. Yeah. And we had in another community a little bit away from us, there was, I can't remember how many, six or seven kids that had taken their lives last year. I'm not sure. I can't remember. Um, But there were 26 adults that had taken their lives in that same period of time. Um, What was the youngest? Was it kindergarten? Yes. Yeah. A kindergartner was the youngest um, suicide that the man had encountered. And, uh, yeah, it's hard. And coping with hard stuff sucks. And really, it comes down to how much human interaction are you getting? Um, If you're not interacting with people the way that you should, and I do not mean by instant messaging people. And I do not mean by texting people. I mean, physical interaction with people, touching, looking, smiling, shaking hands, goofing off, dancing, like have some sort of physical interaction positively with humans in your life. Yeah. That is so important. And I really feel like, um, that that's something people need. And the other thing too, that that guy had brought up that I didn't realize or recognize is he said, um, that when I was a kid and when he was a kid, 
mom and grandma and grandpa, like mom and dad and grandma and grandpa were the ones who were sitting and watching the news and they were the ones dealing with the scary crap going on around the world. Yeah. And I didn't care. Like I didn't even know who the president was. I didn't know that the Kobar towers were attacked. I didn't know. And that was in Saudi Arabia. Um, I didn't know any of that. I had no idea that any of that went on. I knew about Columbine um, because our school, I think, talked about it. But other than that, like, I didn't know what was going on around the world. And now that there's social media mm-hmm. and even billboards, yeah, like, everything is just screaming all the bad things to the younger kids. Yep. And kids who aren't mentally prepared to encounter mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, like, there is an age where you're going to have to be able to see that and be not okay with it, but... Be able to cope with it. Yeah. Yeah. But just the age that kids are encountering it now is just not good. Mm -mm. And and one thing he mentioned is one girl that he had spoken with um, for one of the suicides that he was working on, um, he asked the, you know, he was asking students from around that child that had taken their life. And the one thing the girl said was um, that she doesn't trust adults. And he was like, really? Like, how can you not trust adults? And then she went off and was like, all we see is that like pastors and like Teachers. teachers and sports coaches and stuff are like abusing kids and all this child sex and trafficking parents. and parents, like it's all being blasted in kids' faces. That they can't trust adults. Yeah. And there are times when adults can't be trusted, but that's not all the time. Mm-hmm. But what you guys are being fed. Is that all the time you can't trust them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that just makes it really hard. Yeah. So, you know, as parents, I highly recommend Paying attention to what you're seeing on social media if your kids are on smartphones. And if you see that there was a local sex trafficking ring caught, which there was just recently. Um, By us? Yeah, just down the street. Not in Saratoga, but... Oh, man. Yeah. So, like, if you see stuff like that and you notice it, Talk to your kids about it because it's the chances are that they're seeing it. They're seeing it floating around on social media themselves. And it doesn't matter how old your kid is. If your kid is on a smartphone at seven years old and they have their own social media platform, they're seeing the same bleepity bleep that you are. And they need to be talked to about it. It's not something that you... If you don't talk about it, then it's not going to happen. That's not the way the world works. No. Not in the slightest. Sometimes I wish. Yeah. (laughs) But talking about it is not going to cause it to happen. Right. Yeah. And one thing that obviously this meeting was really, really beneficial for me. I really enjoyed it. But one thing he said was to these parents and here in our area, like parents are very closed minded and very like closed off. And he said, talking to your kids about drugs, sex, alcohol, suicide, all of these things is not going to plant the seed of curiosity to the kid. 
It's going to plant the seed of my mom or dad cares enough about me to bring this up. And that is exactly why I have the relationship with my kids that I do Mm -hmm. is because I know that if I talk to them about it, they know they can come to me. And it's an open line of conversation. There's no judgment. There is nothing like that is so important for kids to see and know that they can trust their parents. And if like you, a lot of parents think or just guardians or friends or whatever, think if they don't bring it up with a younger kid or even their own kid, that if they don't talk about it, their kid's not going to do it. But if their kid does do it, like, how are they going to come to their parents and talk about it if their parents have never even brought it up before? Mm -hmm. Like, it'll make them feel guilty. And talking about it with your kids isn't going to completely wipe away the chances that they're ever going to do anything like that Mm -hmm. because there are a lot of mistakes made by everyone. Like, that's human. And even me, like, we talk about everything. Mm -hmm. But I still make mistakes. My brother still makes mistakes. Mm -hmm. Everybody makes mistakes. Including us adults. Yeah. And adults make mistakes. That's fine. Kids make make mistakes. It's fine. Like everybody's still learning, no matter how old you are. Yep. There's you're never gonna know anything. Mm-mm. You're never gonna do anything perfect. Nope. No. There's no such thing as perfection. And for those of you that are like how I used to be, perfection is not attainable. Period. It doesn't matter what you think. Yeah, you can make something look good. come to your liking. Yeah. But if it's not how you had envisioned it or whatever, it's okay. That's fine. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. And perfect is, it's such an unrealistic thing. Yes. I hate it. Yep. Me too. Definitely. Um, So, yeah, we kind of just traveled from coping to a rant. Yeah. Whoops. Whoops. But it's okay. It's it's good ranting and it's stuff that we're passionate about and we feel is very important for people to um, understand that mental health and ensuring you have good mental health is important. If you recognize people are struggling, reach out to them. I have a nephew of mine that is having a really hard time and it's heartbreaking because I get it. I get where he's at right now and it sucks, but he knows that he can come to me. I reached out to him and said, Hey dude, if you need anything, you come to me. And so just being a person for somebody, if you recognize that they're having a hard time, be a person for them. You don't have to be the one who bears their weight, but you you don't have to be their therapist. Yep. Just, be their, be their friend mm-hmm, as their friend and love them and support them. Um, my sister's therapist had said um, to envision your circle of people as your co-pilots because airplane pilots have co-pilots so that if they need to take a break or if they need to rest or whatever, they have a co-pilot that can take over. Um, and that analogy I really enjoyed her sharing that with me because I know like I'm one of my sister's co-pilots. And so if she reaches out to me and is having a hard time, I'm the one who says, okay, what are your coping skills? And I really, really liked that. And so that's one thing that I 
have been, Addie is one of my co-pilots and my husband is one of my co-pilots and um, a few of my friends are some of my co-pilots that I trust and my sister. And, you know, we're not a hundred percent mentally okay. And so, yeah. (laughs) So, you know, it's, if there, one thing that I was worried about when my sister had told me that she would like me to be one of her co-pilots, I was afraid because I'm struggling so much right now mentally that I was like, I don't, I went to my therapist and said, I don't know how I can be her co-pilot. Like how, what do I do? And my therapist said to me, what are her coping skills? She said, all you have to do is direct her to what she knows how to Mm -hmm. cope with. And so the next day, actually, we had a situation where she was having a hard time. And I said, go get your safety plan and figure out one of your coping skills. So me saying that to her triggered her to get out of her head and go do what she needed to. So Yeah, because when you're in a bad state of mind, you don't listen to yourself. No. So having someone else directly tell you, go go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Go to the hospital. Check yourself in. I think a cat just got stuck to a wall or something. (laughs) Oh, these cats are crazy. (laughs) Probably rusty, Mm -hmm. honestly. But, yeah, just having somebody tell you, you need to do this, then you're like, oh, crap, I really do. Mm -hmm. And then you go do it. Yeah. Sometimes you may be, what's the word, stubborn about it. Mm -hmm. You may not. You'll be like, no, I'm fine. Like, I don't need to. And they're like, "Mm -hmm." And that's that's what's important about having – people who know you as your co-pilots mm-hmm. because they know what to look for. They know what your triggers are and what they're not and what you do to help yourself. Yeah. Addie had a situation at school a few weeks ago. It was right after Patty, no, right after Tammy passed away. And I was starting to dip real bad and Addie was really worried about me. And so she had a little blow up moment at school and one of her friends recognized Addie's demeanor was changing and she wasn't doing well. And so her friend jumped in and tried to help make her aware of where she was and what she was doing. Um, And so having that support is important. Yeah. Very important. But yeah. Thank you guys for listening. (laughs) Yes. And we totally appreciate you guys subscribing to us, loving us, supporting us, following us on our social media. We're on Instagram and on Facebook, the Mama Bear Connects. And we love and appreciate you guys. And we ask that you guys share us with your friends and family that you think will benefit from what we, what we have to share. And, um, Shout out to our sponsor again, Anchor.fm. They have been fantastic helping us find more sponsors. So uh, we will be recording a new sponsor here pretty soon. So we just really appreciate this opportunity that we have to do podcasting. Um, You guys have a great week. Know that you are appreciated and loved and loved and cared for and beautiful no matter or handsome or handsome, no matter where you're at physically, mentally, 
emotionally, you're gorgeous and beautiful and handsome. And smart. And smart. And worth it. Worth it. Amazing. Fantabulous to cobulous. <laughs> Thank you guys. We appreciate you. Have, Have a great week. A great week. Goodbye. See ya. One last test to make sure we are both being heard. Yeah, because we need to make sure everyone can hear us. And our beautiful uh, voices. Yeah. Uh, mm.